Hello, everybody. Jimmy Hawk here. Be sure to follow Iowa Hawkeye Sports Fan Podcast on Twitter to be notified every time a new episode drops. And the transfer portal is what everybody's talking about these days. And I thought I would take it just a little step further. Instead of talking much about the transfer portal, how much success have the Hawkeyes had bringing transfers into the program over the years? It just started you know, going through my mind, and I, I started thinking back. Man, I remember him. He was a transfer. I remember him. He was a transfer. And I went back to the Raveling era and, and came up with some guys that really have contributed, you know, at, at their time as a Hawkeye, they really contributed to their teams. And I thought it'd be fun to bring up some of those guys and, and kind of relive the past, some of these great players that transferred in. And then talk a little bit at the end about, you know, Fran McCaffrey, what he does. He's never going to be a, a guy that's like Fred Hoiberg and just going to base his whole team on transfers. And obviously, Freddie had some some success with that. He's starting to do the same thing at Nebraska, bringing in all the transfers he can get. It's it's kind of a blueprint that a lot of people are using now. I know Fran would prefer to go with high school kids that he's gotten to know, he has a relationship with, he knows a lot about them. They fit into the culture. That's really important to him. And I think he's going to stick to that, but I, I don't think there's any choice but to dip your toe in a little bit, maybe bring in one or two guys every year that are going to fit your system and fill some of the holes and just make your team better. I think that's it's going to be needed to, to put the best possible team out there. Well, let's go ahead and talk about some of these great transfers that the Hawkeyes have brought in over the years. Let's go ahead and get started. And again, not an all-inclusive list, just a few of the guys that I wanted to talk about as former Hawkeyes that transferred into the Iowa program and really made an impact on their team. And the first guy I'm going to talk about is Gary Wright. with was G-E-R-R-Y. They pronounced it Gary Wright. And if you can find highlights of Gary Wright, you've got to watch him. I mean, this guy was called Sir Jam a lot, and he was one of the best dunkers in Iowa history. He transferred to Iowa after his freshman year at USC. He was a highlight reel. Good rebounder, averaged about 10 points a game his sophomore and junior year at Iowa. He was about 6'7", just a complete stud out on the court. He was known for doing his cartwheel dunk. I think there's footage somewhere of him doing that when he was a Hawkeye at some sort of an open practice, as well as at a CBA, which was like the, the G League back then, at a CBA All-Star game where they had a dunk contest. And he would actually do a cartwheel and end it with a dunk. Well, his production dropped off a little bit as a senior. He didn't play as many games, and I think he got hurt. If I recall, he had an injured hand, but he still had a nice season. Um, and that was that year, you know, they needed everybody, but they had so many talented guys. That was the year, 1986-87, where they made it to the Elite Eight, ranked number one at one point in that season. He was a great Hawkeye, and man, he, he played on some really good teams, fun teams to watch. And he was drafted by the Pistons after his Hawkeye career ended, but he honored his ROTC commitment, attended officer training in Quantico, Virginia. But it's just amazing. Uh, go to the Barstow Community College website. Uh, look up, Google it, look up his, his bio. Uh, he's now the head coach at Barstow Community College, and he just really has done some interesting things throughout his life. He just seems like a great guy. He speaks fluent Spanish. He has a master's degree. Played a lot of professional basketball overseas in the G League as well, or the CBA. Next up, Kevin Gamble. He's currently a scout for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, he came to Iowa after two years at Lincoln College in Illinois. Played on that great 1987 team along with Gary Wright. Played 10 years professionally with four different NBA teams. 
Well, Kevin Gamble arrived at Iowa, and a recruiting class included B.J. Armstrong, Roy Marble, Les Jepsen, and Gamble's high school teammate, Eddie Horton. Just an amazing recruiting class that George Raveling brought to Iowa. All five guys played in the NBA. Gamble came off the bench during his first season, and then when Dr. Tom took over prior to his season year, senior year, he started on that team that won 17 straight, ranked number one, made it to the Elite Eight. He averaged 12 points per game. You know, he was playing alongside BJ, Roy, uh, all those talented players. And he's known for hitting the game-winning shot against Oklahoma in the Sweet 16 that, that got the Hawkeyes to the Elite Eight, where they fell to UNLV in a really close game. Well, Kevin Gamble averaged over 15 points per game for Boston, the Celtics, in the 1991-1991 uh, season. And he had four seasons in a row, which he scored in double digits in the NBA. So he was a great Hawkeye, as well as a great NBA player. Next up, Matt Bullard, who played 11 years in the NBA. He's currently the color analyst for the Houston Rockets. He played high school at Valley in West Des Moines and started his college career at Colorado. He played for two years at Colorado, finished his career with two years in Iowa City, but he averaged 12 a game as a freshman at Colorado, 17 as a sophomore. He had some knee injuries. Uh, I think that's what it was at least, but injury issues at Iowa. Averaged nine as a junior, 11 as a senior. Another great Hawkeye. He was 6'10", and he was able to score inside and out. Uh, Dr. Tom seemed to, to like those players, as does Fran today, the, the big guys. Um, they were kind of ahead of their time back then, but big guys that could shoot threes, shoot from deep. Uh, Brad Lojas was another one that uh, Dr. Tom developed by his senior year where he could hit from deep. Andre Woolridge, man, he was one of my favorite Hawkeyes of all time. Uh, late 90s, mid-90s, and... You know, he should have been the player of the year his senior year in the Big Ten. Uh, he was the first player to lead the league in scoring and assists with 20 points, six assists. Uh, for some reason, they gave it to Bobby Jackson of Minnesota that year, but it should have been, should have been Andres. And Dr. Tom's offense his senior year, I don't know how many times the shot clock would start winding down. They'd get, get the ball to Woolridge at the top of the key, and then he would just drive and get a bucket or get an assist. He was just amazing at doing that. Great player. Andre Woolridge from Omaha played a year at Nebraska before he transferred to the Hawkeyes. I guess he came to his senses and knew that Iowa would be the place to be, not Nebraska. First team All-Big Ten, two years in a row, 96-97. Third team All-American in 1997. Played 10 years overseas professionally. Well, Luke Recker. Uh, Luke Recker arrived at Iowa in 2000 after playing two seasons at Indiana. And he transferred to Arizona, but transferred to Iowa without playing a game at Arizona after a tragic car accident. Recker averaged 18 points, four rebounds, three assists his junior year for the Hawkeyes, but fractured his kneecap in the 18th game and had to sit out the last 15 games of the season. He had similar stats his senior year, and he and Reggie Evans led Iowa to the Big Ten Championship Finals appearance for the second year in a row, this year falling to Ohio State. But I'll never forget being in Indy and watching Luke hit game-winning shots in back-to-back -back games, especially the game-winner over his former team coached by Bobby Knight. Those Indiana fans just sat there in stunned silence. And the Hawkeye faithful that was there, we were just going nuts, just screaming and running around. And uh, it was one of the all-time great moments that I can recall in, in Hawkeye basketball history. Well, Wrecker, you know, he was a guy that I thought we would see in the NBA for a long time. But he didn't catch on there, but he had a nice career in Europe playing basketball for a lot of years. And then Reggie Evans, 
played alongside Luke Recker. He was a 6'8 rebounding machine. He came to Iowa in 2000, right at the start of the Steve Alford era, after playing two years at Coffeyville Community College in Kansas. He was a classic power forward with the emphasis on power. In 2001, Reggie led the nation. Free throws attempted, uh, free throws made, and he also led the nation in double-doubles. He led the Big Ten in rebounding for two years in a row. And in 2001, Reggie blocked a three-point shot attempt in the Big Ten Conference Championship game to secure the win. The unlikely run that the Hawkeyes made uh, in, the, in the Big Ten Conference Championship, and that was without Luke Recker. Uh, Reggie was the MVP of the tournament. He averaged around 15 points and 11 to 12 rebounds both seasons with the Hawkeyes. Did so much in those two years. And Reggie spent about 13 years in the NBA with seven different teams. He averaged just over 4.7 rebounds per game. He had two seasons where he averaged in double figures for rebounds. Like I said earlier, he's a rebounding machine. Next up is 6'9", Doug Thomas, who played two years at Southeastern Community College before, before coming to Iowa. Um, finishing out his career. He won the Big Ten Conference Sixth Man of the Year his senior year, and he actually had signed with Iowa uh, out of high school, but he didn't qualify and went the community college route. Came in and averaged about four and a half points and four and a half to five rebounds his junior and senior year for the Hawkeyes, and he was a high-flying dunker. There's, There's a couple of really fun highlights of him out there dunking. And his senior year was that 2005, 2006 year with seniors Greg Bruner, Jeff Horner, Eric Hansen, who Eric Hansen was another community college transfer as well. Um, that team was second in the Big Ten that year. I believe they were undefeated at Carver Hawkeye Arena, but they fell in the first round of the NCAA tournament to 14 seed Northwestern State, and the Hawkeyes lost in the first round as a three seed. That was a tough one. That one happened on St. Patrick's Day, and it really put a damper on the festivities, I know for me at least. Doug Thomas played for several teams overseas when his Hawkeye career was over. And, you know, as I was doing this, I, I different guys kept popping up in my mind. Most notably, Val Barnes. I think Val Barnes may have been a transfer and, and maybe played just three years with the Hawkeyes. He played during the Chris Street era, uh, really instrumental during that, that season with a tragic car crash. Um, he was a great shooter for the Hawkeyes, great leader on that team. Michael Ingram is another one from the Dr. Tom era, transferred from Missouri. And I remember he had some, some rough injuries, but he had a couple of good years for the Hawkeyes. And then several others from the Steve Alford era. I mentioned Eric Hansen. He was that 6'11 beanpole. Um, but had, he could really block shots. Kurt Luby was another tall guy. He was from somewhere in the Caribbean. Um, Maybe, I can't remember, but he was from the Caribbean, and, and he was another really tall guy, good shot blocker. Um, oh, Hogan, Ryan Hogan. He was the guard that came. He played two years at Kentucky, then transferred to the Hawkeyes. So, you know, there's other guys out there um, that I'm missing. But uh, So Hawkeyes have had some success going the transfer route. Well, Fran McCaffrey's only had two transfer players that I can recall. Uh, first being six foot nine inch Jared Utah from Cedar Rapids, and that was just an absolute no brainer. You know, Jared Utah was a guy that Fran had recruited, but it was too late. Uh, he came in after Todd Licklider. Jared Utah didn't know what Iowa was going to be like, so he went to Wisconsin, 
I'm sure once he got to Wisconsin, he realized it's the worst possible offensive game plan that there is in all of college basketball, knew he needed to get out and saw that, that Fran was starting to get things going at Iowa. So, But Bo Ryan, he barred Utah from transferring to 26 different schools, and he said he was going to leave. Finally lifted restrictions other than the Big Ten, and it just kind of shows you something about Bo Ryan for doing that. I can't believe a coach coach would do that or could do that. But, hey, uh, Jared had to pl- had to pay his own way his first year as he sat out as a transfer. And he went two years without playing in any games and then had three years of eligibility as a Hawkeye. Pretty amazing. And Utah just got better and better as a Hawkeye each year. He was averaging seven as a sophomore, 12 as a junior playing alongside Aaron White, and then 19 as a senior, first-team all-conference player. He was another guy I thought would be a solid NBA player. The way he shoots the ball, and he still could be. He's currently a G League player, but he's been called up to the NBA a few times over the past few years, and he's been a first-team all G League player. The other one was just last year, Bakari Evelyn. Um, He was the most recent transfer Fran brought in, and he had been a Cornhusker in his first year in college. Again, he realized that wasn't for him. He transferred to Valpo, sat out a year, played two years, and then for the Hawkeyes, in just one one season, uh, Bakari averaged just under four points, two assists on the season, and they really needed him last year for depth. They needed a, a guy that could come in and had some experience. Uh, he struggled early in the year. He kind of started getting in his groove as the Big Ten tournament and NCAA tournament was coming, but uh, obviously those were both canceled last year, so we didn't see how that played itself out. Well, so Fran has entertained transfers in the past, and he supposedly was in on the Hauser brothers who transferred from Marquette, one's at Michigan State now. Uh, I've heard that he likes to recruit guys that he recruited in high school. So if he's going after a, a transfer portal guy, he prefers it to be someone he's recruited so he knows a lot about them, knows about their character, what type of player they are, how they're going to fit into the Iowa culture. And I, I really like that, um, but he may have to expand that because... I don't see any way out of recruiting the portal at this point. One of the, the biggest things that just hit the portal was the news of Minnesota's seven-foot center, Liam Robbins. And he was at Drake, transferred to Minnesota, where his uncle was a coach. And now back in the portal, of course, coaching staff has, has left Minnesota, and about every player in Minnesota is in the portal now. But Liam Robbins is from Davenport, and that would be a great get for the Hawkeyes. You know, he's a big guy. Uh, he can shoot the ball, he can run the court, and he's seen what Iowa did with Luca Garza. Obviously, a lot of that's Luca and, and his hard work, but the Hawkeyes were able to put him in that position and run the offense through him as well. So, be a great fit for a team that really needs a big guy after losing Garza and Nunji. And really, the only guy left, the only big guy is Josh Ogundale. And uh, obviously, he has a lot of size, probably needs to lose 30 or 40 pounds before next season to be very effective. And you know the other you know guys on the big side are the Murray brothers, but uh, they need a they need a bigger guy that can come in and 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 pound in the middle because most of the Big Ten teams have a big center anymore. Well, let's see what happens. You know, if Joe Wieskamp comes back, the main focus for the Hawkeyes will be to get a big from the transfer portal. If Joe elects to leave, I think Fran will want to pick up a combo guard player with some experience to have some depth at that position as well. Uh, maybe a small forward type guy, but. 
you know, interesting times with this jam-packed transfer portal, and I think the Hawkeyes could benefit by getting one or two players for next year, especially getting a big. So let's just sit back and see how it all unfolds. Go Hawks!